0: Well, here we are. First day back at work, perhaps. Monday. You're walking. You're holding your chest high. You just had some rest. This year is going to be different. This year, you're going to tell your boss how you really feel. You're going to stand up for yourself. You're going to call your mother a bitch. <laughs> um, that might not happen. Maybe you had a couple of bit too many drinks at the office party over Christmas. So you're kind of being sheepish, but you don't want to look like you're guilty of anything because you don't know how many people know that you were in the bathroom being being a human being. You know what I mean? Inside I just being human. You and um you and Trisha, you had a couple too much to drink. A bit too much. You and Trisha. Let's go. Shy sure, could shot more than you, Trisha. Well, what happens? Trisha's beautiful chest is on display. You and the stall with her. It gets rowdy. You hear one person outside giggling, but you don't know who it is. You and Trisha probably both married. Um and then a couple of mistakes. Nothing wrong with that. Actually there's a no, there's there's something wrong with that. But what I mean is you're not a bad person. You made a mistake, but nobody's judging you. Um so you had a walk in you know what I mean? You had a walk in there and you have to basically kind of chest up but not too much. You know what I mean? You you're trying to feel. You're looking around the office. You looking around the office. You're trying to see if anybody is knows something. You know, you could tell by the eye contact. Could be something going on. You don't know. But Trisha, she's all right. She, Y'all haven't spoken since it happened. Y'all didn't even message because, of course, they're both married. Um, and you just don't know if this is your right move coming back into work. You think you should just quit and leave. Hang your head in shame. We said, nah, fuck it. We're going back to work. We're going to do our best. And we're going to do our best. But everybody knows. Lord knows, everybody knows, and word has gotten out. So, whatever. You wrote your goals out. You're feeling bad. You're hungover the next day. And you're like, well, I've changed my life. First of January, you wrote your goals out. Your husband and your wife wondering what you're doing. Oh, I just, I'm just setting some, setting some goals here. Some of y'all, in the hospitality sector, your Christmas party is coming up. It's January. So you're looking for something to, you know what I mean? You're looking forward to something. Hospitality is tough in December. Tough. You're constantly working. Trying to earn those last bit of shillings. The sector is rough. A lot of sectors are rough. All business is hard. Entrepreneurship is not easy. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Are you an entrepreneur? So, just go in there, you know? Maybe um, just empty yourself. Of anything you have before you go into those parties. Don't put yourself in situation unless they have somebody there that you like, and you're about single or whatever. It's legal in terms of rights and wrongs, morality. That's your story. First day I work back. Time to show everybody who is boss. Time to fucking stick your chest out. You know what I mean? And just you know, just stick your chest out. So, um, congratulations on making it past your first week of a new year. Will it be any different? I don't know. Have you been making any steps? Last year, I spent a lot of time watching um, a lot of those, what I call snake oil businessmen. You know what I mean? You, a, you know, they interview everybody. What's been the key to your success? Staying honest, staying true. I get up at fucking 5 a.m. and I do a cold plunge and then I work out for six hours. And I still spend tons of time with my children and my wife and my husband, whatever. I mean, is it nonsense? It's complete nonsense. Get your life in order. I feel like they're trying to, I feel like they're giving you. They're giving you advice on how to clean up a room or cleaner. Yeah, clean up a room. You know, make it look fancy, make it the best it can be. But some of us haven't even gotten any room yet. We're still looking for the damn door. We have a set of keys given to us by Jesus. Given to us by Jesus. And we're finding rooms that those keys go into. So, stop telling me what fucking color the drapes have to be in the room. Because we don't know. It might not have no windows in there. It might be a garden. But we, you just had to find the key. You had to find the door that your key opens. All right? And the only way to do that is to try a bunch of shit and fucking fail and swing like a madman or or mad woman. And then, you know, you get successful, then you get free. Then you know. When everything's on a lineup, then you could fucking get up at five and pray and take your cold plunge and drink your green powder and your fucking mushroom coffee and do yoga for two hours and write in a book how much you love everything that's going on. And listen, that is all nonsense until you find your door. No, no. It's nonsense unless you have found your key. You know what I mean? If everything is humming along nicely, then yeah, cool. Yeah, shit, look at this room I'm inside. What should I do here? Well, this may be for you. Take this supplement. They're always selling supplements. Read this book. Um, but some of us out there, we trying to find the door. You understand? You've been gifted something. You just know it. You feel it in your fucking stomach. You know you have something to give, to offer. You have something in the deep, in the depths of your bowels. And you know it has to come out. You're special. In a way, you could feel it. You're looking around. You know you have something to offer. But you can't figure out what it is, what to do. You have this fucking ring of keys. You're like a janitor for the universe. But you can only open a few doors. Some of them other people can get into. Right? And nothing wrong with that. You could go in one of those doors, you could live your happy life as long as you're fulfilled. But they have maybe one or two little keys. You know those long keys with all the teeth looking crook up like a British person's teeth. Lovely, darling. Lovely evening we're having there. Right? It's all minged up. And you know nobody have that key. You know, nobody have that key to open up that door. But you can't find the door, boy. You can't find the door. It might not even be in the right building. It might be a gate to a forest, an enchanted world, mythical things. Um. So you just have to keep trying. Just kind of sticking your key in doors and see what they open. Try in different places, go to different things. You know, try and fail as they say it. I say. That is the only one thing that they say that I agree with. You got to fail. You got to fail at plenty of things. I think that's a human condition. That's to do with the yeah. yin and the yang, the good and the bad, success and failure. Um, And that's what you learn when you get older. I try to teach it to my children, but they don't know. Definitely not my younger son. He just eyeballing me now all the time. You know, some. It, he have a way of locking eyes with you. He ain't two years older. Eh? I just give him some food, and then I just walk away. And I just, you know that feel of somebody looking at you? I look back, and he just there. He has food in his hand. Eye to eye, yeah? Eye to eye. And he just... he just staring at me. You going, that? Eh? You know he's saying he's saying find your fucking door bro. Just find your fucking door. So over the holidays, I watched an insane amount of TV. I'm sure a lot of y'all did. One of the things was it was called like Hell Camp or Camp Hell or something, right? It's about this fella who's giving people tough love in the 90s or the 80s, or both, in the States. Surprise, surprise, it starts off great, and then he just starts taking all the money and thiefing and embezzling insurance funds and all this kind of stuff. All his kids, is supposed to trek through the desert, they have no training. Um, this one thick child, she dies. I mean, in the middle of the Utah desert, boiling heat, no water, if you're not good, you got to be good to get water and food and thing. A lot of kids getting dragged, rocks up their back, shatanga. Um, Was it worth watching? It was alright. But the best part of the whole movie is the defense attorney for the main guy, right? I can't remember his name. I refuse to learn it. He says... You know, while the thing is going, oh, you know, whatever his name is, Daniel, he was doing his best. He, you know, tra- he wasn't trying to kill anybody, again, anybody hurt. Um, and then as the movie goes on, I mean, the abuse and the torture and the torment and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and it was an outlet for parents because some parents who couldn't handle their kids, you know what I mean? They didn't have the time. God bless. Lord knows parenting is hard. And they couldn't do the things that they know they had to go. So they tried. You know, they had to do. So they tried this tough love thing. Shipped these kids off into the desert. Some of them loved it. Some of them came back. One girl. Says she loved it. And in the last five minutes of the film. Says she was sexually molested. So. I don't understand about that. I don't understand how she took that turn. Actually. Her. Yeah. That was the funny part too, is like the lawyer, he you know, at the end of the movie, after we find out this guy was like molesting children and chopping people in the desert and you know, basically torturing kids for fun. And as a molester. Did I say molester? Molester. The lawyer at the end, you know, the lawyer was like, Phew. You know what was the worst part about Dan? Or whatever his name was? You know what the worst part about Dan was? Um And I was like, was it the rape, boy? Was it the torturing the kids? Was it the embezzlement? Was it the murder? He said the worst part, the worst part was he stiffed me. He didn't pay me. What a lawyer thing to say. (laughs) No, it wasn't the abuse. It was the fact that he did not pay me. And I got him off from a felony murder charge. Whatever it's called. Neglect causing murder, whatever. Very interesting. Um, yeah, with lawyers, but well, I guess that's how they had to think. Money and getting people off, you know what I mean? Not getting people off, getting, uh, getting rid of people's charges. They're important. It's corrupt. If you ever listen to a wrongful conviction, you know those people just. It's not good. One thing that you definitely don't want to be in the criminal system is poor. Because that is how you end up in jail for a long time. Public defenders, God bless. Woo-wee! God bless. Anyway, so all these kids. And it keeps happening too. He does one in the desert. Kills that fat child. He goes underground, Comes back up with a new name sets up some sailing camp and his parents again his parents are I mean some of them up downright evil one parent I mean this is like 30 years later sitting next to the child regaling his story and the child's like yeah it's pure torture I mean child he's now 50 he's like yeah it's pure torture down there and the father was like yeah you know you um, you went got on drugs right after and he's like yeah I think it was about a month and the father's like whatever then he says, I should have left you down there in the jungle forever. And the son goes, really? Like forever? Just in the jungle? And he just goes, yep. Should have left you in the jungle. I think that's how some parents feel about their kids. They make a mistake, have these children. And then they just think, boy, if I could just drop this motherfucker off in a jungle. And not see him until he's an adult. And hopefully is doing something that I could boast to my friends about. That would be great. Because the boomers don't want... They don't want to go to the parties and like, Oh, how is Eamon doing? Well, he's he's in rehab again. You know, he's really trying his best. I think he's found the Lord this time. You know, they don't want to talk about that. I mean, sometimes I just don't... I will not get into a business venture if I think it's... You know what I mean? If I put myself in my parents' shoes. How, how is Eamon doing? He's selling his foot on um, OnlyFans. So he gets up on there with the oils. And I think it's the kids like it. And he he rubs, you know, he rubs lotion on it. And he gets a microphone really up close to the feet. So when he's rubbing the feet, it makes a sound. And the kids really like it. And then he'll kind of mash food with his feet. (laughs) And, um, you know, they tip him to mash different food things with his feet. And um, he shaves his ankles. (laughs) He shaves his ankles. And, um, you know, he's doing really nice, good bit of revenue. He said he turned over six figures last month. Okay, is he loving it? I think he loves it. He does about two tapings a day and he really, you know, it's very smooth feet. His feet sound nice. Okay? Anyway, sorry, we have to go. We have to go. Let's go. No, I'm good. Let's go. Get Nick. We leave in. We leave in. Um And that's what happened. I just couldn't do the feet thing. I don't know if it might be, yeah, maybe I'll do it for fun and see what happens. And if I make plenty of money, I'll be like, oh, I was just doing it for fun and then I started to make all this money. Because no, maybe I could change my name and change my voice and then nobody will notice my feet. What about a sleeping foot account? Just take a picture of people's feet when they're sleeping. I guess you have to kind of gain access to the house, which brings in a whole other litany of legal issues um, but think of the views you'd get on that. if the viewers know that you are sneaking into people's houses and just lifting up the covers and taking a couple of pics real close up with a camera I mean you drug the families before they go to bed you sneak something in the water supply or you, you stick a nozzle of some kind of gas into the air supply so they sleep, they're heavy they're sleeping real heavy and then you head inside of the air and you know, maybe you have like a nice kind of a glossy spray to spray on the feet so they shine in really nicely. If it's a nice couple, maybe you could arrange the feet together, you know, overlapping. You know, paint some really cool kind of art on the feet. Take a picture of that. Paint the toenails. I mean, I I mean, how you know you wake up in the morning and you have a fresh pair of toenails painted. Who wouldn't love that? Maybe you could sign up to our list and you just say, listen, as long as it happens next month, gas me and the family, paint our feet, whatever. And then nobody knows it's your feet, but they're just like, ooh, what going on here? Maybe you do a little video, you break in. You don't show the house too much. They don't know who it is. You know what I mean? All the pictures are turned down. Um and maybe that's the way to do it. Sink into the house, you know, rub the feet a little bit. I mean, if they wake up, that's a scary situation. You don't know. You're just sleeping and you just wake up and... Um, you know what I mean? There's some feet. All right. Just some feet pictures. You wake up. I completely disassociate today. You basically wake up. Somebody's taking pictures of your feet. And... Um, I mean, what, what would you do? I'd be so terrified if I woke up and somebody was taking pictures of just my feet. I mean, you have to assume that he is ready to murder or maim at the very least. So what do you do? You pretend to sleep. You know what I mean? <sighs> you know what I mean? You look you look him directly in his eye. And you pretend like if you don't see him because you're dreaming. You check out. Uh, and then you just pretend to fall back asleep. And you try your heart racing, but you're you know what I mean? You're trying a little fake. you're throwing a little fake snow every now and then. Just so that he knows you're not awake. And he knows you he knows you're not awake. But what's he gonna, what are you gonna do? Reach for your phone while he's feet picking? Nah, no, he had a feet picking and he had a roll. You're not catching him. What are you gonna t- how, are you gonna tell you, please? He was dressed in black, he had a camera. Good luck. Good luck. Um, I think we covered it all. We covered feet. We covered New Year's. Walk into the office with pride. Nobody cares what happened. Nobody cares. I love you all. But it's time to say goodbye.